0: You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies, quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review, it's the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nicky take a load off and wash your hands. Cause Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies, quarantine quickies. Don't go outside cause it's gross and icky. Who is Welcome back to another episode of Face Masks Are Not a Political Issue. I'm your host. Your kids are going to die, you fucking idiots. <laughs> Ooh, coming out the gate strong on this bleak and review, aren't we? Uh, yeah, just going to be saying some of the same shit I've said forever. You know, I just want to make sure, you know, I still believe that. I still uh, I still don't think that people on Facebook's opinions are more valuable than scientists' research. In case you are wondering if I flip-flopped on that. I'm Kevin Anderson, consistent believer in the truth and very tired, loopy, insane man who's recording this far too late at night because it has to come out in a few hours. (laughs) Haven't been sleeping well and it's catching up to me. Starting to make less sense when I speak. Not always, you know. I was pretty coherent earlier today, I think. But yeah, this will probably be a short issue. This will be a short issue. This is going to be a short issue of this is a... This is a limited run podcast, this issue. It's not a full release, but it's a very special limited run we're doing. It's going to be a short intro is what I was going to try to say before I uh, was hijacked by my own stupidity once again. Did another podcast earlier today, so I think I'm almost out of words. You know, Did a whole shift's worth of work. Did a podcast, an Unpops episode, which is coming out soon, or maybe it already, I think it's coming out this t- Tuesday, after this weekend, so uh, with Olivia Hydar and Adam Todd-Brown, go listen to that when it comes out, talking about the news. And my, isn't it uplifting, as always, I don't even want to get into the attempted murder of that judge. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into it. It wasn't even something that we covered on the episode or something that I read about after I talked about all of the most terrifying news stories of the, of the current you know news cycle. And then I found another one after. And I think that made me want to do a mostly apolitical intro, except for the part where I screamed face masks at you because, and I quote myself, face masks are not a political issue. Don't kill your children, you stupid assholes. In some fun, uh, not so tyrannical, but still bad government news, uh, I re- finally resolved an ongoing uh, dilemma I've had with the DMV since last month. I noticed a few days before my birthday last month that, oh yeah, my uh, my driver's license expires this birthday. You know how it's one of those things where uh, you never think about... That date actually coming up, and then you don't plan for it at all. You're like, oh, 2020. Yeah, I'll be like, what, 30 when this license expires. I've never got to even worry about it. Just leave it in my wallet for all the time. And then I <laughs> didn't think about it till two days before. I'm like, oh shit, I have to do this, or I'll drive around illegally for a month, which I did, but I fixed it. So like, you know, fuck you. I guess no one can really. What's the uh, <laughs> what's the uh, statute of limitations on uh, driving with an uh, expired license as a, as a white man? Let's, let's say as a white man, is it forever? I could just, I could have just done that forever. Nothing would have happened to me. Cool. Inherent privilege wins again. So, you know, I went on the DMV site. I noticed that my old license uh, had an address from, you know, back when I got like, you know, a long time ago. So address I hadn't lived at in two years. So I was like, okay, well, what I should do probably is update my address on the DMV site first and then... Uh, apply for renewed registration and renewed driver's license, spend a whole bunch of money, get all this shit taken care of, have it all come to the same address, right? Wrong. (laughs) Turns out it doesn't matter what order you do it in. uh, They'll process it however the hell they want, and which meant that a few weeks after that, I got a a message from a friend of mine who lives in my old apartment in Burbank. And she's like, hey, I got your uh, registration here. Do you want to go pick it up? I'm like, yes, I would like to do that. And... I was like, you didn't happen to see my driver's license too, did you? And she goes, no. I'm like, ah, well, then it must just be a while then. It must just be, it might just be taking longer to process. No, it's been sitting at uh, my Culver City apartment for, (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I I got it this week. What is that today? Today is this comes out as the 24th. I was like, no, they sent it to, they sent it to, thank God I'm still in communication with the guy who lives in that apartment because he's also a friend of mine. Place I haven't been in four years. You'd think like somebody in their system would like flag that and be like, hey, there was an address change on this. Maybe we shouldn't ship it to the uh, address from four years ago because this address change happened 12 minutes ago. They're like, nah, he'll figure it out. He's a plucky so and so. So, you know, I'm driving all over the goddamn city just trying to get all the right things on my person so I can legally have a car move around. It's frustrating and indicative of how everything in the United States is bad. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of everything in the United States is bad, my upcoming guest here, Stuart Thompson, is somebody who lives in the United States but is not bad. He is an outlier of the American trash collective. Uh, He's a great dude, very funny comic. He's been on the show before. You probably know him or have heard him or would like to hear him. He's got an album coming out today. It's out right frickin' now. It's called Dandy Man. And uh, you can check the link uh, of this podcast for it, or you can check him out at Stuart B. Thompson on social media for more information about how to pick up this album. But Stuart is a very funny comic, and he's very much uh, is very much worth your time to listen to his album. I know that Stuart's a funny comic because he's one of the first comics I met in L.A. when I first started doing mics uh, here seven years ago. And I remember seeing him on stage and being like, Hey, that guy's actually funny at this open mic. <laughs> I want to be like him. And this many years later, here we are sweating out a pandemic together, recording virtual podcasts and trying to push content onto you, our loyal fans. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. So we're going to go to a quick break. There's probably an, uh, an ad. I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not God. I'm not Kanye. Oh, Kanye, that's another thing. I I don't want to say too much about the whole Kanye thing before we go into uh, (laughs) this ad or whatever the fuck's happening. But uh, uh, Kanye is an unmedicated bipolar person with delusions of grandeur. And to meme him up is, is it's I get that they're funny sometimes. But also, this is a man who is like broken so many times in the public eye. And we're going to it's going to be like that South Park episode where Britney Spears got fucking photographed to death. Like, just don't. Don't feed into that if you can avoid it. Uh, make Kanye medicated again. You know, push for him to... Uh, we need to normalize health, uh, mental health care for men, especially in this country and in the world, but in America specifically. So things like the Kanye West debacles happen less often. That's all I want to say. That was something that I could have talked about longer, but I also don't have a lot of opinions on it. Stuart Thompson, after this, on Bleak and Review. Oh, hello there. This is Kevin Anderson from the Bleak and Review podcast. I hinted in the last segment that there might be an ad, but it turns out it's just this, me speaking to you and reminding you that Black Lives Matter is still an organization very much worth your time. Find out how you can help support the movement in your community, whether it's by donating to a bail fund, going to a protest, providing supplies for a protest, Talking to your family about tricky subjects like defunding the police. Or, you know, generally not being a racist piece of shit. Any and all of these things help tremendously. Also, check out Eurovision Song Contest. The Story of Fire Saga on Netflix. They're not paying for this. I just like that movie. Goodbye. Uh, yeah, I assume but, I assume I'm facing north. Uh, yeah, if you're, I mean, I know that apartment very well, and I I know exactly where that sun will come in and wreck your shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, but I did, I did uh, get this uh, industrial. It looks kind of like a like an evil R two D two kind of setup.
0: Um, oh yes, yes, yes.
1: With the you know the the tube uh, leading to the outside.
0: A, was that so one just, that we was that one that we left there? <laughs>
1: no this is one that anna Anna couldn't fit in her current place
0: oh okay we definitely had one of those too, which was awesome but then also you had to like have the window like you couldn't have like blinds on the window and stuff because uh you had to have the tube going out the window and so you would just get wrecked by the sun every morning
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah this one i can keep the blinds closed for the most part so
0: bless blessed yeah um so (laughs) how how are we (laughs) <laughs> uh must be what a dandy man you are indeed
1: uh <laughs> yeah um i'll
0: take your word for it um, yeah. does everything sound good on your end
1: yeah it sounds great
0: cool well let's uh let's bleed in here with this cold open uh while i'm making sure everything's good on my end um i'm currently dealing with uh uh, a, a hot chicken sandwich I ate yesterday that's now making its way through my body and it's kind of ruined my sit uh, while I'm making sure levels are good. Can you tell me about a time that you got destroyed by food?
1: <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> I absolutely can. So I've, I i have definitely, as I've grown older, noticed that my body has um, started to react to certain foods differently. And I've noticed that when I, uh, I like I basically, can't really process ice cream anymore. Really? Yeah, I can. And I definitely have skewed away. I don't, I'm not one to really like drink milk much. Sure. Uh, I'm not, I don't like hurt children. Uh, so <laughs> I,
0: I feel like those are connected. Uh, the uh, <laughs> there's, there is a correlation, not causation, is what I would yeah, say. Yeah, <laughs> sure.
1: Whereas uh, Brody Stevens would say, there's a connection. uh <laughs> Uh, what did I do wrong?
0: Uh, <laughs> Bless. All right. to yeah. the great.
1: Yeah. So I, what happens is every time I have ice cream and I will still indulge in it because it is that good. And sure. it doesn't matter if I have a lactose free ice cream, I end up just kind of, um, it ends up just kind of coming back the way it came in. It just, <laughs> you know, and like a, like I'll burp it up and I'll, I'll just have like this, you know, kind of, a. Just sort of, I'll, I'll get extra phlegmy but it'll be essentially the melted version of the ice cream I just ate.
0: Oh, that's horrifying!
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's kind of like it's kind of like a like a dairy version of that airplane uh scene where the the lady keeps coughing up the
0: eggs. Oh, that uh, should give me nightmares as a kid. <laughs> it's like, wait, what yeah. if if I eat bad chicken? Will I just start like? Like 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 inexplicably creating eggs with my mouth. <laughs> that was a thing that haunted me for far too long in my life.
1: It's amazing what we'll convince ourselves when we <laughs> see one movie one time uh, or read one book, and it's like, well, I guess that's just gospel.
0: I guess uh, I'm gonna go WebMD egg problems and see what comes <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So so you're not lactose intolerant, but you you've your relationship. Uh, with processing, lactose seems to have changed somewhat.
1: Yeah, my uh, my ice cream uh, relationship is now complicated.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, your Facebook status has officially been changed to it's complicated. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh, this thruple with Ben and Jerry is not working anymore.
0: <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's against God because those are two boy names, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah uh, I they, thought uh, when you first said when you first said that it comes out the way that it goes in. I imagine you shitting like a soft serve machine, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> I yeah no I don't
1: get um I don't get a lot of uh roughness um you know with uh, with shitting but I. Uh, Occasionally, if I eat something really hot, it will come back to bite me. So I I definitely feel you on the hot chicken.
0: Yeah, Uh, I got really I got really bold last night because normally I'll get like once a week. Usually I'll order like uh, like a hot chicken sandwich from like a local place just because I'm like, hey, it's something to look forward to. And I've been going with the hot. And then last night I was like, no, let's go. I'm fucking. I can handle it. I'm gonna go extra hot. And I and I mm. forgot that it's the kind of hot that'll make you hallucinate briefly, <laughs> and, <laughs> and immediately start sweating out of like your eyes. It feels like. Yeah. And and I was yeah. like, oh, this is going to be a problem when I shit later, and it has been. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> and so you know. Awkward.
0: <laughs> i remember I, that i'm
1: white and uh <laughs> and, hot and that, this and was white nu- don't this, go together
0: hot and white don't go together and i just fucking i just took the nuclear option and now uh and now it feels like i got hot snakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i can't i think I, that's from parks and rec i believe i've got i coined that phrase was a chris pratt from parks and rec was like oh i got the hot snakes i was like i've never related to a character more
1: <laughs> i see i see yeah i've uh I've had that happen when I've tried to keep up with Anna at her favorite Thai restaurant, Jitlada. Oh, sure. Have you been to Jitlada?
0: I haven't been to that specific one, but I have had some Thai food that has put me down uh, for the count.
1: Yeah, Jitlada, uh, I think, kind of prides itself on having options. I think every Thai restaurant probably does have options for people who can handle it, you know, people who don't look like you and me. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) um, Because even if you say hot and you're white, they will kind of meet you, you know, meet you like three out of 10. Oh, uh, for sure. Do they well, have don't,
0: two complete different charts?
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Anna says, I want, you will say, I want Thai spicy. And they're like, you know, you don't want to go down this road lady. And, and she, and she'll be like, no motherfucker. I don't digest things. Right. Please let me have this.
0: Um, <laughs> they're like, you can't tell me what kind of shit I can handle. This is, I, it's my body, my choice. <laughs>
1: Yeah no this is um yeah it's it's one of those weird things because it, it for her it comes at a cost cuz she can have that but she also can't eat a slice of bread right and live through the day so <laughs> it's you know comfortably cuz you know she'll get you know she'll get the loaf she'll get the loaf snakes or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah she'll get the
0: loaf snakes, which yeah. I, I think we already found the episode title uh, <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> yeah loaf snakes sounds like a a Danish folk tale
0: um, <laughs> oh yes, the loaf snakes they come at night if you don't finish your bread
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: they can't fit through the small holes, but big holes they come through um, <laughs> <laughs> they burrow into your brain and they make you republican. <laughs> I do like the idea though of like taking that idea of like a gluten allergy or whatever, and like applying it to like the I can handle the spice and be like, no, 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 give me, a, give me, a, give me the extra gluten options. Like, no, we know this is gonna kill you. Like, no, yeah, I want to you know. live a little.
1: No, I, <laughs> I, I got want, my
0: pen want, with me.
1: <laughs> I want the bread bowl. Give me the bread bowl.
0: Yeah, take all of take all of the clam chowder out of it and just give me the bread bowl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of giving me the bread bowl, we are back here on Bread Bowl and Review. We've rebranded the show. Uh, <laughs> I remain Kevin Anderson, of course. Joining me, returning champion uh, uh, and haver of an upcoming stand-up comedy album, Stuart Thompson. Hello, Stuart.
1: Hey, hey it's nice to hear you, Kevin. I'm it's nice so to hear great. you. I'm grateful that uh, that it's it's always nice to connect with friends, even if it's in this uh, kind of setting and not just like a regular phone call. I this is yeah, a phone call that. <laughs> Other people get to listen in on. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's a phone call where we're both staring at waveforms and (laughs) (laughs) and we're just like, oh, man, is that how much I've been talking? Shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, please take your acid tab now and enjoy the waveform
0: oh don't tempt me girlfriend i got half one in my desk right now
1: um, oh, good for you I,
0: I was thinking of this before we started recording i was like i haven't seen stewart i've talked to you a little bit during quarantine but i haven't seen you but i have been to your apartment twice while you were out of town
1: yes uh i've uh, you happened to catch my uh my humble abode while i was uh gone not expecting to be gone but i was uh but I was out of town, uh, doing, taking care of some family stuff. And, uh, it was, uh, uh, my grandma died and I'm, I'm glad oh. you took the chair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what they say? They say that everyone grieves differently. And I assume yeah. that you guys having one less chair to deal with would be my way of, of helping somehow
1: <laughs> huge weight off my family's shoulders. So thank <laughs> yeah. you for that.
0: Oh yeah. No, I expect, uh, uh, I expect to hear from each one of them individually about how great I've been. <laughs>
1: uh yeah i might be able to convince my brother to to give you a call
0: (laughs) have him listen to this episode and then if he likes me at the end of this then we'll chat um oh and then the other time the other time i came by is because the goddamn dmv i probably talked about this in the intro of this episode but the dmv sent uh i renewed my license and my registration on the same day and they sent both items to two separate addresses i no longer live at so they sent me the registration to your place and then they sent my license to an apartment I haven't lived in since 2016.
1: <laughs> wow, this is so, the worst yeah. form of a paper trail coming back to bite you. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I think I think it's I think it's all just part of the government's conspiracy. To, they created co- this fake COVID virus, and then they wanted me to travel around and waste like you know buy gas and all this stuff. I don't sure. know what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a stimulus package!
0: <laughs> I got your stimulus package right here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, so Stewart, have, I, I,
0: oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I,
1: no, I, no. There was just something that came to my mind that I thought was I wanted to share with you. I just love the I, idea of like some DMV detective noir kind of uh, scene appearing where they have like this all these red yarn pieces connecting all these different locations where he used to live in LA. And, yeah, and and it and like, absolutely. It's like it's like we're almost we're al- we almost got to his current address.
0: <laughs> but the we, we were so of, close. We oh, almost triangul. We were triangulating with his last known locations, and uh, once we once we got into it, we, because we, they can't hack cell phones or anything, because it's still like the 50s. So like they're, they're they're just going off of like outdated DMV paperwork to track you down.
1: Boss, a clue. We found out where he lived eight years ago. <laughs> Great work, oh, that- Jenny.
0: <laughs> now we can go harass that guy he used to work with, who lives there now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: his legs go up to next Tuesday. I tell you
1: yeah i just uh, i just love it it's like a slow-mo detective precinct
0: he comes in he's got his legs kicked up on the desk and he's vaping you know <laughs> he's not like he's not he's not smoking a cigarette or a cigar or anything he's absolutely vaping um uh, but what i was what i was gonna say is you uh as i mentioned earlier you have an album coming out uh the day yes, that I this do. episode drops dandy man is that correct
1: Correct. It is my first comedy album. I'm very excited for people to listen to it. It is called Dandyman. Uh, I made it uh, with Radland Records. Hell and yeah. I'm I, I'm I'm really proud of this material, so I'm really excited for people to get to
0: enjoy it. That's fucking awesome. And now, was your uh, whole the whole uh, idea behind it was to release it during the pandemic? Right. That was <laughs> this has <Yeah>. been planned.
1: <laughs> the goal was to corner the market on <laughs> new material being put out there. I, my goal was to cause a worldwide catastrophe. That prevented all the movie, TV, and music studios from to shut down, so that only I yes could be a source of entertainment. Yeah,
0: the only content available is Stuart Thompson's album, and so America couldn't couldn't put it down because they had no other option other than like I don't know ritual suicide.
1: <laughs> yeah, you listen to this or you fuck off. <laughs> <Like
0: that's- laughs> you fuck off and stare at your wall and wonder why she left. <laughs>
1: (laughs) (laughs) come on you know you're not gonna read those books on the shelf
0: (laughs) yeah half your bookshelf is taken up with ps2 games that you're never gonna play (laughs) (laughs) that's just that's just a self-read on myself (laughs) oh i see (laughs) but i i I am i am assuming though that the album was recorded before all of this shit because uh uh, it would be very hard to do it now currently
1: (laughs) Certainly, yeah. I I I haven't. I don't quite have the hookup on the drive-in movie theater tour, uh, like some of Uh -uh. our peers might have. And good for them. I hope. I hope those uh, all the honking uh, laughter uh, plays well. That
0: that blows my mind. I thought that was like satire when I first saw somebody post about that. I was like, haha, what a bad idea. And then like I was like, wait a minute, people just honk at you like the thing that I associate with rage on the streets. (laughs) Like that's the thing I'm supposed to take as as my. as my uh, what is it? Approval right now? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and in LA, honestly, honking means you are getting attention. So uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know, if you're that's not cu- if you're not cutting off people to to yield honks, you're not doing it right.
0: Yeah, I heard so, there's a lot of industry on the 101. So <laughs> I'm, always, <laughs> I'm always trying. I'm always trying to be flashy out there. You know, I'm I'm swerving, I'm curving, I'm doing everything.
1: <laughs> I I just picture like uh one comic telling another at a drive-in movie theater is like. Hey, I don't want to I don't want to make you nervous, but uh the gray BMW, second from the right in the third row. <laughs> they're from ICM. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's either them or their assistant just picking up an order. I can't tell, but either oh, way, it, it's it's good it to is, know. It
1: is. It is their assistant. It's a three series. I can tell.
0: Uh, (laughs) They they this you could tell us their assistant because they're only allowed to get one thing for themselves, and everything else they're (laughs) getting is, and they had to pay for it. They had to pay for it. Yeah,
1: no, they'll write it off. Uh, That seems crazy. Yeah, Yeah, like the way the way that like
0: that's the newest. uh, uh, I guess development and how people are still managing to perform because it was first, it was like all these zoom shows and then like, they're still doing those obviously. And then like some clubs or places are like, we're going to do socially distant shows, which I think is a terrible idea kind of. But, uh but the drive-in thing is the one that I was like, is this the onion? I can't tell. like when I, was, I was doing yeah. it, but uh, yeah, I mean, I if don't... it works, it's, that's very interesting. I will say. <laughs> it seems like the only workable option right
1: now, because, you know, it's not only distant, but there's you know layers of metal and glass in between the audience and the comedian. Right. They are able to tune in and hear it. Um, it is just that that feedback that comics so yearn for in the form of yeah. laughter and applause. Hopefully, uh, that I'm just curious about how that's received. I do have I've, I've yet to talk to a, a friend of mine, a couple of friends of mine who've done it uh, that were. Uh, touring with with Bert Kreischer uh, and they were doing, and I think are going to continue to do some drive-in movie theaters. So if it it's definitely not the real thing, but if they can get something out of it and it sure. brings some joy to people, then I don't, I, I can't fuck with that.
0: No, that's kind of yeah, like that's that's how that's where my mindset is too. Because I'm not like I'm not gonna be one of those guys. that's like comedy purist about it, where it's like, no, if it's not exactly the thing that I've grown accustomed to, it's not comedy. Like that's not, that's not the vibe I want to yeah. put out in the world at all. But I also Certainly. think there there's got to be some there. There can't be anything le- like you know like when a joke doesn't land but like one person laughs like imagine like just one lone honk for a time, like for a joke you know like in the back like <laughs> someone like or like coughing like accidentally hitting it like it's just like and that's what i said i'll have what that bitch had and it's just like
1: burp. yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> like ooh all right i guess i guess that one is only for uh, that that one's only for domestic cars anyway uh, yeah <laughs> It's got (laughs) to be crazy. I can't imagine. I want to like watch a tape of that sometime. If like there's ever been like someone like streaming it or something, that is something that I think would be hilariously interesting to watch. But you've probably done, have you done, um, have you done zoom shows and stuff?
1: I have done a handful of, of to varying degrees. Some of them, it feels like it's just like us in the comics, just kind of working something out. And some places it feels a little bit more like a a regular show where you can hear people and uh, and some places they're muted. So it's, it it does feel a little bit like performance art because I'm, or like a little Truman show esque.
0: Oh, absolutely. You
1: know, know, I'm just kind of like, you know, you know, crying out my feelings into this, you know, a true ether. Yeah. uh, Because and if I, you know, I, you know, I try to remind myself to put it in gallery mode so I can see, The possibility of people laughing at it but it is but with the delay that zoom provides and you know just the delay you know that coming from both ends it it feels um yeah i don't know if it's quite it's not like the methadone of stand-up but it's (laughs) um i don't know it it does feel um it, it scratches a very small bit of the itch
0: it's kind of like exposure therapy in some ways it's kind of like like it's like it's like it's like here's like the like the general idea of the thing that we're trying to we're trying to establish here like you know how some people to uh like conquer this is kind of coming from the opposite direction to like conquer a fear of like snakes Mm -hmm. or something they'll go into a vr room of snakes first and it's like okay this is like close to the thing that you're trying to you know conquer but we yeah. we all know it's not quite the same, so it's a little the it's a little looser.
1: <laughs> yeah, this feels like the VR room of bombing. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. You go in there, and go oh, their mics are probably muted. I think that like like that wasn't really a bomb. Like you can justify it a lot easier, and you don't like immediately come o- become overcome with shame.
1: <laughs> yes, and, and that's why I'm glad to be able to reach people with some fine tuned, well practiced stand up,
0: totally. laughter
1: to go with it that people can enjoy it's uh it's not how i envisioned it happening but i am grateful that i can share it with people i
0: i will say that like that has been like i i haven't i go in and out of like phases of like listening to stand-up comedy albums and like watching specials like in normal times but during quarantine right. like watching like a special or like listening to a special has become kind of it's become a lot more impactful because i'm like oh ray right, yeah this whole thing that i have like because i have bare i don't think i've actually done stand-up in like any real capacity that wasn't like, you know, improving on this podcast and shit for four months. And that's the longest I've ever mm-hmm. gone without doing it since I started. And so it's, it's the longest very, I
1: think all of us have gone, really. But well, that's
0: probably uh, true. Yeah. Except for, you know, those people that like show up every like once every six months and then you're like, oh, they're still around and then they disappear again and go back to being a firefighter or whatever. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. And and maybe that's and maybe that's where their service needs to be applied. And I and I totally get that. I did have um a comedian uh, tell me that i had like i think i had maybe made a joke at their expense just like playing off the room um, yeah. at an open mic and oh
0: sure yeah yeah
1: and i think it it i they told me on the you know on the second time that i saw them which was many months later that like hey i, I like your joke made me sort of reevaluate whether or not i wanted to do this <laughs> and and this is the time that i'm and like, this is my first time back is the second time I'm seeing them.
0: Oh, and, wow. Which that's, is, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. You never know how you're going to impact people, whether it's, you know, indirectly or directly. And, and, I don't, I don't regret like making a joke at their expense it's like, No, like,
0: sure. you know,
1: we're all fighting for survival when we are performing in a live setting. And it was, I think it was at the, uh, the, uh, liquid zoo, probably uh, which, which is which is where i met you
0: yeah yeah and, i was gonna say uh, speaking of fighting for your survival uh, liquid zoo
1: was probably yeah, the patron saint was, of that yeah that place was especially um it was especially clear that we all needed to do anything we could to keep that crowd of uh people with tattooed scalps and <laughs>
0: uh and, and pinky uh, and knuckle rings like yeah <laughs> like big ju- skull rings <laughs>
1: Yeah, general ne'er-do-wells and, uh, you know, nephews of anarchy. Uh, <laughs>
0: that. Yeah, second cousins of anarchy. Yes. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, definitely definitely that was... showing
1: up with potato salad at that reunion in Charming.
0: <laughs> well, that's interesting, though. You brought up, you mentioning that, it, it makes me think of two things. One is, uh, I, I definitely riffed uh, at, towards a friend once uh, a bit where I was like, I, ca- I kind of called them a sex addict, and then they kind of were like, like you know, in a, as a bit, just because I knew this person really well. And then, like, later uh, on on the ride home, they were like, you know, I think there was something to that, like that joke you made. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I'm not going to name check who it is, but it's something that we both know. And it was like a thing of like, he's like, uh, oh, shit, that, that could be a thing. I was like, hey, so me being a dickhead helped you grow, I guess? Cool.
1: <laughs> oh, so it was a positive thing. They weren't, they weren't like reading more into what you said as like a negative, like a dig against them.
0: No, they were kind of, they were kind of like saying, like taking, like putting pieces together of like, you made this joke and it actually applies to a lot of stuff that I do. And it's actually very, uh, a lot easier to, uh, put a label on this thing that's been going on in my life. <laughs> you mm, know what I mean? Okay. Uh, and yeah, you know, yeah you never that know was, affect uh, people. Oh, oh no, absolutely. That's what made me think of that. And then the other thing you made me think of is, uh, open mic shit in particular. I've got what, uh, I've described as, um, resting reference me specifically when your open mic set is going weird face <laughs> like, ah. like especially a killer mic and stuff like whenever somebody like that's a thing that we all kind of do is like when something doesn't hit the way you want or or you're you're feeling uh like you're in a hole or just like all right who's somebody that i can like attach this bomb to and like try to like try to like yeah, who- shift the focus on somebody else and it's always fucking me man <laughs>
1: Well, you, you have the, uh, you have the gift and curse in the case of standup of, a uh, of providing a friendly face in the crowd. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and it, and in an open mic, the you know, the crowd in LA is typically, uh, sparse and mostly comedians. So right. I, you know, I, you know, maybe it's a, it's a, it can be a blessing as much as it is a curse and your know, comics are, you know, in an open mic setting, they're often trying that, that new material. And so it's, uh, and it's vulnerable, and it's uh, sure. it's it feels dangerous uh, in a way to oh like, it does put put oneself out there, and then it's like well maybe if I reach out and uh, you know touch faith with <laughs> with you know <laughs> someone I I recognize who might you know I can at least commiserate with while I'm bombing then absolutely I, I, I I I'm definitely mean- not I'm not that.
0: I imagine I was going to say, I imagine you uh, you probably because we're both kind of goofy, tall, lanky white dudes. And I imagine you get your fair share of that, too, with people (laughs) just because they're like, oh, Stuart, Stuart's a friendly face. Like, I imagine you get that, too, to some extent.
1: I am a friendly face, but I am also of the mindset like. And I think I just kind of subconsciously put it out there as I like, do not include me in your bond.
0: <laughs> yeah. you're. I'm this like is, a puppy. Like I, I'm like, yeah. I'm like a puppy dog where everyone's like, Oh, he wants to play. Obviously look at that face. Whereas yes. you're more like a, a dog that we're not sure about yet. And we, we're maybe not going to approach. Uh, we're going to approach tentatively to make sure that it's yeah. okay.
1: Yeah. I'm not here to save you. <laughs> that is.
0: Yeah. I don't is, have a vest on dog.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, much like, not unlike Killer Mike, I I hosted a lot at the, you know, Potluck at the Comedy Store, which is its own sort of, it was its own chaotic situation and uh, it's a long-running show and, you know, I, my job hosting it was for, you know, three to four hours and it was all people doing, you know, three to seven-minute sets uh, with the the occasional pop-in by a famous person. So that kind of added to the the insanity of it because oh, sure, be like these, yeah. these people who are so well seasoned and, and people i admire so greatly peers of mine i admire and then there'd be someone off the street uh, <laughs> yeah. who is going to try and sell you trinkets in
0: the on the patio later oh uh the buffalo nickels guy <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, was a uh, guy that was a deep valley guy actually that might have been a different trinket uh, really? guy this was a guy who would uh, go at like liquid zoo and oyster house and he had like these commemorative coins he would always try to sell <laughs> whoa he was NBC yes. live yeah dude oh yeah he also had knives that could cut through uh rope so it was very it was very exciting uh, but those weren't for sale that was just for murder <laughs> yeah.
1: those were tools
0: <laughs> and the, the, the few times i've been to the comedy store it's a very interesting cross-section of things there because it is like you know a, a, a like a legendary establishment and you see a lot of like famous people there but there was also like just like the weird, some of the weirdest people that are like, you know, floating around the edges of the scene would just like be there all the time too. It's a very interesting, uh, 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 disconnect there.
1: Yeah. It was definitely weird to have a dungeon be my cheers for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. and You know, quarantine aside, I guess it definitely still is to a degree. I just, you know, haven't been able to go for a while. Uh, but, you know, for you know, about five years I was spending, you know, most of my weeks there. And uh, you know, tr- while also trying to go to places, you know, like your establishment, you know, it, it, at the other door and to right. go to um, you know, other mics around. I didn't want that to be my only place, but I did spend, you know, hours and hours watching, you know, all kinds of people come in and out those doors. And it's uh I can't say it's great for the psyche. Uh,
0: <laughs> Certainly not.
1: It is an education though, and I think if people are willing to see it as an education, then I think they can get something out of it.
0: Oh, totally if yeah people, it,
1: if if people see it as salvation, then I think that's where people run into trouble.
0: Oh no, absolutely yeah they're like, this is the place that I've heard of before you know I moved here or before you know whatever it is. And they're like, so obviously, if I'm just here all the time, then things are going to work out, and then sometimes it does, and sometimes you just get crazier.
1: <laughs> you, know, you just can't bet on it
0: no certainly not
1: but there are people who I, i'm 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 still close with that i uh that i met there so it's oh, no,
0: absolutely it's, yeah i mean it there's is. people that i've met at way worse places like you like i met you at a way worse place <laughs> seven <laughs> no, years kidding. ago we met at the uh, uh was, was it seven now yeah dude i moved here in 2013 and i think you had just moved here a few months before maybe or something and i just remember like it would
1: it would have <laughs> been yeah like a, about a year before yes
0: the only people I remember from my first time there specifically was you and this guy Spanky. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember Spanky the truth. Uh, is, that, was is that what he went by? Spanky the truth. Spanky the truth. And I don't necessarily need to say his last name, but it was just a last name, but he was like this, okay. uh, ex uh, I don't know if he was a pimp, but he definitely owned like a sex toy shop. And, uh, mm. but like he, he was like independently wealthy. I had like a Bentley and shit, but he would just go on stage and be like, like just say like like just the most hack shit like street jokes be like man mm. don't heckle me i don't come to where you work and slap the dick out of your mouth and i'm like dude that is, <laughs> that is like so yeah that is so that's like grandfather's <laughs> my grandfather's jokes
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and he and he's given it his own spin it appears it, <laughs> would, would you I, would you believe I probably know a different Spanky? In, in
0: <laughs> oh, LA there's comedy? gotta be there's gotta be I seventeen think, Spankies in LA alone.
1: Yeah, just I, <laughs> that's that's how strange it can be sometimes. That's a, <laughs>
0: what's your that's favorite? What I, uh, what's your favorite stage name you've ever heard?
1: Um. Oh, there are a couple. I <laughs> um, I think there was one that always stuck out on the open mic list at the comedy store for potluck. And, uh, they would often find themselves kind of near the beginning. So it would start off with crazy. Sure. Um, and it would be, it was Antoine, AKA image. <laughs> um, and, and Face image, tattoos. not that I recall <laughs> in, image was a, an acronym. So it was I dot M dot. Oh a so I don't know what image stood for, but that's how it read out on the on the open mic list.
0: He's like fucking Modoc um, or something, <laughs>
1: some, something. <laughs> it's Antoine,
0: something. aka Image, and he did he do comedy or did he have hot? Like, did he spit fire? He told jokes,
1: and they did not often land well, and he would. Um, he would often get combative with the crowd as the jokes were not received well, or the, the comics would be laughing at him, um, for the wrong, for the wrong reasons or not. He was intending to be laughed at for.
0: Yeah. He was like, Uh, they were laughing because of the spectacle. (laughs) Yes. And
1: that kind of leads me to the other person that always, struck me for his name which was Addleston Fitzgerald Holbrook oh, first
0: yeah that's a classic that's a classic LA staple
1: <laughs> yeah uh,
0: for, uh, for great, people who a, don't a, know uh, just put listeners I'll let them key him in on this guy he's a uh, lo, uh, a giant man with dreadlocks who brings a stamp to open mic so he can stamp his name on the sign up sheet instead of writing it because why the fuck not and,
1: but it is, it's a long name I, I, that was probably one of true. the smarter moves I, I guess I that's true
0: make. It's either get a nickname or get a stamp.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I get, so what I, lo- what I loved about Allison, and I, and I did come to really appreciate this about him, because I think there are, you know, I think Patton Oswalt had a bit about, you know, how there were, you know, people who were clearly working on material that were going to be something if they continue to working at the level that they were working. There are yeah. people who were, who might've been funny, but who gives a shit. Yes. And, you know, they weren't talking about anything meaningful um or they just hadn't figured out how to translate it to a, a wider audience and they and then there were the fucking lunatics <laughs> yep. and and Addleston was one of the more coherent of these lunatics yeah he, he, he had they, big but, i used
0: to take a lot of acid energy is what I was, is how i would describe it
1: <laughs> i got more of an autism vibe or an acid sure. vibe from him Sure. Um, yeah, I could see that. I, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, so I can't, you know, I can't say definitively, but <laughs> he was a man with a thick uh, Caribbean accent. Correct. And he wore a suit on stage for his three minute open mic set. Um, <laughs> pol- usually polished dress shoes and then a very brightly colored, usually like an orange tuxedo frilly almost like an austin powers type of dress shirt
0: yeah kind of a little Django unchained uh, a little bit uh a little
1: bit a little bit of that vibe you maybe smuggled from the costume department i'm <laughs> usually a bow tie and then he had dreadlocks that went down to his hips yeah uh, and he was easily six three or six four easily t- uh two bills maybe two bills 50 and he would write these jokes that were usually wordplay, but the wordplay was not, was usually, you could usually telegraph it or yeah. it just wasn't, it, it it wasn't relating to that audience. And they would, and people would start laughing at just the audacity of this, this spectacle of a human that yeah. they had never really heard. And he would get so wrapped up in how, ha- how the audience was receiving him, where he'd be like, he'd be like, that's a funny joke, man. <laughs> and, Yup. Like, why are you laughing at that? You should be laughing right here, man. And and I think it was it was just what made me laugh was just if he and I don't know if this was his intention, but what made me laugh so hard was the idea of a a Caribbean man that was so the opposite of chill. Yeah. Just really taking that stereotype and bending it the complete opposite direction. And going full OCD on this crowd for not <laughs> laughing the way he wanted them to laugh. Yeah, it it's like kind of like,
0: it's like that. Pat, never like heard him pot before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's like, but that's, that stuff's illegal. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like, it's, it's a thing. called by the fence. <laughs> Boomba boom, clat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the idea of like, it's like the thing of like, if it was intentional, some it could be construed as like incredibly brilliant. Like the idea of like if every bit of that is planned, like where it's like he's like I'm gonna go in and say weird stuff and then berate people for laughing at the wrong parts, but like he knows all the beats of it instead of like that's how he's reacting genuinely. It's like then that's like could be considered like genius. But the the truth of the matter is a little murkier than that. I think is <laughs> like yeah, I'm not sure. The
1: sad truth is, most genius character work is just well played mental illness.
0: Yeah, I mean Kanye West has been uh, reminding us of that over and over again mm-hmm. recently. Uh, yeah, he's you unmedicated bipolar.
1: <laughs> and... uh, who do you think's his running mate?
0: Oh god, I don't know. Uh, fucking. Do
1: you think Do you think it'll be Kid Cudi again? Like would he
0: <laughs> No, Cuddy's gonna Cuddy's gonna produce it, but I think yeah,
1: C- Cuddy's the campaign manager. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think he's going I for see. Lil Uzi Vert. I think Lil Uzi Vert's gonna be his <laughs> Yeah, that would, or that would uh, be... or Antoine, aka Image. <laughs> mm. All these people that could, could be on a mixtape. Bigger. I remember Edelston's one bit that I remember is the one where he breaks the microphone and goes, "Look, it's an open mic," like as he takes it apart. That's the one bit I remember him doing. Yeah, and and damages it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Breaks equipment at a place that he's not uh, donating giving any money to.
1: <laughs> yeah, cuz people would not laugh at the wordplay and then at, and then there would be like this silence as he as Adelston tried to process the the response. And, right. then he, and then, and then he would lash out and then we would all laugh at that because that was so much funnier
0: because yeah. it, it was
1: so much, and that, and that's the one thing that I, those are two things that I really laugh at the most in pre COVID comedy time. It is when a show is not going or a set is not going the way it's supposed to go or intended to go. Yeah. And things start derailing. That makes me laugh almost uncontrollably because oh, Absolutely. It, I truly don't know what's going to happen, and that, and that's what punchlines are. It's you know something happened they didn't expect was going to happen, and it's surprising.
0: Yeah, like you went. It's it's all about breaking an expectation, whether it's a jump scare or a, or a punchline, and the in that moment the expectation is that this set was going to go okay, and when you break that, <laughs> then yeah, it, then it's really funny. I I have like a similar thing where I like I I really think it's hilarious when stuff falls apart like that, but I also like if I'm somewhere in the room where like i'm too either in the middle of everything where i'm like i'm surrounded by everyone experiencing it or like i'm in the eye line of the person falling apart i get so mm. like oh no like i just like i have that empath reaction of like you are making me incredibly uncomfortable right now it's hilarious but i'm also like my skin is itchy <laughs> you know what i mean
1: yeah i'm more i'm more the the joker and batman uh <laughs> in the, yeah. the dark night where it's you like know, for it's sure. like, some men just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, no, and I've, I've I, seen you do that. I want to watch it burn. <laughs> I, 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 sc- I screech with laughter. It's, it's really, it's really off-putting and not and unseemly. But I can't help myself. I've watched too much comedy, and the regular <laughs> shit doesn't work. I've got yeah, a tolerance.
0: This is like this is like your version of the guy who watches too much porn and has to get to weirder, weirder subgenres. Like you're gonna be eventually gonna be in like I only watch c- comedy when there's like six people on stage and, and just one woman and four black dudes. <laughs> like- yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, like I've need- desensitized to regular stand-up.
1: Yeah, I, I need I need the interracial gangbang of a bomb. I need
0: <laughs> interracial gangbang.
1: <laughs> oh, interracial no. gang bomb
0: That that's that's not going to be the episode title, but I wish it was.
1: <laughs> Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, no. Lo- Loaf Snakes is still better.
0: Yeah, love, uh, <laughs> it the Loaf Snakes. Uh, so, Stuart, <laughs> as we go in for the close here, because we're about to, you know, we're doing about 45 or so, I, I do want to say all this comedy talk, Dandy Man's coming out today. It's out. People can get it. Um, what is some of the, uh, obviously, since it was all recorded pre-COVID, if people need a, ref- a breath of fresh air that's not talking about virus stuff, this album will be chock full yes. of that. What kind of stuff do you get into on the album without spoiling anything?
1: Oh, um, I mean, it's, it's not unlike, I don't think it's going to be unlike most, uh, you know, a lot of first comedy albums, you are going to get a pretty big introduction as to who I am and how I see the world. Uh, there is, there's going to be, you know, there's some, there's some travel stories. There's some, there's some talk about my family. There is some, uh, talk about, you know, the relationship I'm in, but what you are going to get is you're going to get some pretty excellent, uh, you know, Uh, impressions both of people that are famous and people who are not famous but uh you don't need to know these people personally you just you know you can just enjoy the 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 voice and appreciate um you're going to hear about me getting in a skiing accident oh yes Uh, you're going to hear about teaching my girlfriend spanish (laughs)
0: <laughs> Which is uh, my, hilarious. My, if my Latina, people haven't.
1: My Latino, <laughs> my Latino <laughs> girlfriend. I'm teaching <laughs> Spanish. As
0: I was gonna say, if people haven't looked at the episode art for this episode, and then uh, if they because their Unpops fans probably know Anna Valenzuela from Bruhaha and what And twelve questions. Uh, if you look at Stuart, and then you look at her, and then you imagine him teaching her Spanish, that's pretty great.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, it is. Uh, it's a it's a classroom environment. I do, I, I don't envy or wish on anyone. Uh, so,
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but, uh, it's it's a big introduction can, to Stuart Thompson.
1: Yes. And you're going to, you're, you're definitely going to get, uh, if you like, if you like any part of this album, then, you know, we can be, we can be friends. I, th- yeah. as, I, I think that's what's great about it. Uh, it's, uh, it's not too clean. It's not too dirty, uh, which is kind of what I am. You know, I'm like a, You know, and, but it is sort of, you are getting a dose of, you know, I don't know the, the timeless, you know, dandy creature that I am.
0: Sure. I think, I think, uh, uh, my ex Vanessa, who, you know, uh, she described my comedy style once, uh, as I'm going to say it in a second, but I think it also kind of applies to your style a little bit, maybe not entirely, but it's a bad news with a smile, (laughs)
1: you know? Yeah. It's, it's amazing what, um, you know, everyone, every comic and every performer has to realize what they can get away with. Yeah. And I think you and I might be similar in that we can, you know, if we're able to, you know, share bad news with a smile, people are conditioned to, you know, try, you know, even if they don't like, you know, if they're not liking what certain white people are doing right now. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to name names, people, but there's some white
0: people out there who aren't yeah. being the best.
1: <laughs> there, there's a small handful. Uh, and
0: uh, and they're in the government.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and uh and maybe some work at the post office who's to say who's, who's to, to say you know there's there's there's, there's
0: there's people on all sides of this
1: <laughs> yes many sides many,
0: many sides of course uh, um,
1: but the I, I, if i i'm i've been i have what i call politician face where yes yes if, if i i've told wild untruths to people <laughs> just in conversation just because <laughs> We're joking around and I, but I say it with a straight enough face and a smile at the end and people believe me Yeah, and, you know, obviously I haven't used my powers, you know, fully for evil, but it is great once in a while and it allows a lot of these jokes to land in a way that other comedians might not be able to accomplish. Sure. Yeah. So you could that say is like
0: that, the worst thing, but also people are left going, well, to be fair he made that work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's my, it's my, uh, my game plan to avoid getting canceled uh, yeah, exactly. at any one point in time.
0: That, that, and generally not being a piece of shit are two good things that are working for you. I think
1: <laughs> also helps, but I think this, <laughs> the former works a little bit more, but <laughs> a little more. Often.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, if we're, if it's a weighted system, then certainly, <laughs> um, and so yeah. where can people, uh, get this since it's coming out today, I'm sure it's on iTunes, Spotify, all that shit. Yes,
1: they can get it on Apple Music. They can get it on Spotify. They can uh, add it to their playlist on Pandora or get it on Title. Uh, there's going to be uh, some. I think it's going to be available on YouTube uh, through CD Baby and Radland Records.
0: Oh yeah, and
1: it's going to be available on Amazon Music as well.
0: Well, there you go, folks. It couldn't be easier to listen to Dandy Man by Stuart Thompson. And I'll probably yeah, put a link. I'll get probably put music, a. I'll throw a link in the episode description for this too. So people can, if they, if they really need uh, you know, one click shopping, I can, I can provide that for them. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm all for making it easier. So thank
0: you. <laughs> uh, Stuart, uh, where else can people find you on social media and stuff? If, uh, should they wish to do so? And should you wish to be found?
1: I am available on Twitter, <laughs> I'm Instagram. Available. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm available for, for your calls. Um, uh, sorry. I watched that Walter Mercado, uh, documentary last night. And, uh, I, just about him being available to like give people's astrology reports. Uh, I want people dig- dig- to slide dig-
0: into your DM. Just be like long time. First time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I welcome it. It's better than the weird uh, bot saying hi with a heart.
0: So hi, up. click this link. That's only letters and numbers.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And click this link to enter the literal matrix. Um, <laughs> So they can uh, they can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Stuart B Thompson. That's S T U A R T B T H O M P S O N. And they can also uh, I have a Facebook fan page if they're into that kind of thing. And my website is stuartthompsoncomedy.com dot com. And I have a podcast called The Late Night Podcast with Stuart and Luke. Oh uh, yeah, people hear. should go
0: listen to that. I did an episode of that like last year. It was great. Yes. Uh, they can
1: listen to, uh, my good friend Luke and I, uh, verbally abuse each other for about yes. an hour. Yeah, and you sometimes can. we have a guest. That, <laughs> yeah. You, you uh, guys have a very, specific,
0: uh, a very specific, uh, very specific pattern between the two of you where it's mostly, uh, Luke being <laughs> just cruel and, and you being, uh, bad news with a smile.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, I try to run it on a show and, Luke, <laughs> uh, tries to make it worse.
0: Yeah, so, he, he, he just, try, he just cuts the break line every time,
1: <laughs> but, but, but they, you know, if, if people listen, they know we love each other and, oh, absolutely. Um, and, the, and the guests uh, usually have a, a wonderful time as well. So yeah, it's, it's a great show. We had a great sure time having you,
0: so. Uh, and as for me, everybody, as you know, at KB Anderson, yo, and all the things, uh, at bleak pod to follow his podcast on Twitter, if you want. And also, you know, go over to that patreon.com slash bleak and review for extra content and uh, some surprises along the way. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's how you that's how you uh, hype an u- upcoming thing that you don't know if it's actually going to work out or not. So you just you don't want to say too much. You want to just say that something's going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, that's twenty twenty for you. <laughs>
0: yeah, Jesus something's Christ. gonna happen <laughs> something's gonna happen and it, it it might be good it might be the worst we'll find out in a month <laughs> uh Stuart, thank yeah. you so much for being back here on the show it's always nice to chat with you buddy
1: always a pleasure kevin thank you for
0: uh tell tell the folks goodbye for us
1: goodbye
0: y'all <laughs> goodbye y'all we'll see you next week bye